Welcome to the Listen for Life podcast with Genevieve Richardson. Genevieve is a speech-language pathologist rehabilitating adults with communication challenges after a stroke or due to a neurological impairment. Living with aphasia is hard. Caregiving is hard. You are not alone. Get equipped with knowledge from experts in the field and professionals you need to know. We'll hear stories and experiences from others who are navigating life with aphasia. So, put your earphones in and take a walk outside. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, a resource, and a support system. We're in this together. Do life. Welcome. I wanted to talk today about the different hats each of us wear for each of the roles we play, whether it's a cowboy hat, baseball cap, hat, a hard hat some days, right? We might just have a bow in our hair or a barrette, for those of us who have hair, that is. But whatever hat we wear, it's an acknowledgement of the different responsibilities we have in our life. For myself, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a neighbor, a friend, a colleague. I've been a speech pathologist for a long time and worked as an employee in many different situations, but now I'm a private practice owner. I'm a boss, a supervisor, an entrepreneur. Isn't that a big fancy word? So our hats can change many times throughout the day depending on what we have to do. This episode is about acknowledging the caregivers and the additional hats they've had to take on caring for their person after a stroke or other neurologic condition. You might have been a wife and a mom and a neighbor and a friend and a church member before, but now you're a caregiver. You are the financial planner. You are the insurance person in your household. You have to be the nurse and the doctor and the advocate. That's a lot of extra roles these caregivers have to take on, and I want to acknowledge you. Some days, it's all we can do to just get up in the morning and get a shower, brush the teeth before we have to really jump into the day's activities. As a caregiver, these days look very different than they did before you were a caregiver. We get caught up in our roles and parts of our day and the people that we interact with. Sometimes we cope well with it and sometimes we don't. We have disruptions sometimes and all of a sudden our solid ground develops cracks and fissures and all we can do is hope to keep our balance and stay upright and keep moving forward. We want to just cross the tasks off for the day. Through my many years of working with stroke survivors and their families, I knew that the family unit needed support. Early in my career, in the hospitals that I worked at, we often had a checkoff list of topics and subjects that we needed to make sure we educated our families about. Looking back now, that was more about us as clinicians or nurses, whoever the case may be, working with the families and giving them information. 
but maybe that wasn't the time that the information was needed. Maybe just because we thought we needed to give that information at that time, the person, the new caregiver, wasn't willing to receive that information. As a clinician, I've spent my years becoming a better clinician, getting better at diagnosing, better at treating, thinking outside the box, taking different angles. But it's not enough just to focus on treatment for the stroke survivor, for example. We have to support the families that are supporting these survivors as well. They have wants and needs and stresses and grief that they need to deal with. Caregiver training is not baked into the medical establishment. Treatment sessions are billable to insurance companies when the survivor is there and the caregiver is there at the same time. Then you can do some education and training. But outside of having the survivor there, there's not a lot of opportunities for education. Yes, of course, there's support groups, online support groups, in-person support groups, but maybe that's not enough. Caregiver training following a stroke is so essential for the whole family unit. It's not just one-sided. The survivor and the family need help. As a young star-eyed clinician, I thought I knew best what my patients and families required. I had the training, I did the research, I had the enthusiasm. Looking back, I see myself therapizing my patients, educating them, still telling them what to do instead of partnering with them. I took my role very seriously. But looking back, again, I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting lately. I could have done it so differently. We've been running a caregiver support group for a few, yeah, I guess a few years now. And what I learned from the members of this group is so insightful and has changed my perspective as a clinician in understanding what a spouse and families need. After home health care, often the survivor, if it's a stroke, is sent to outpatient rehabilitation, and that could be at the nearest hospital or outpatient clinic, for outpatient is what I'm talking about, or it could be at a private practice speech pathology setting, physical therapy, occupational therapy. So now that someone is home from rehab, maybe home health is finished, they're transitioning to outpatient. Maybe they've even been discharged from outpatient. That's when the reality starts to set in, when a routine is getting established between the survivor, the spouse, and any other family members inside and outside the house. It's often in these moments of quiet as routines are being established and a new norm is being established, that it really becomes apparent what kind of training and support caregivers need. I want to help spouses and families get the support they need wherever they are in their rehabilitation journey. 
Life was created to meet caregivers where they are and to provide them with a village of support and information. I'll share with you one of my husband's favorite quotes. He often says, I see the future so clearly that time has yet to catch up. This quote is meaningful to me and resonates deeply with the person and clinician I am. I see a future where survivors and their families receive the support and information they need when they need it. They need to navigate their journey with aphasia, or if they have another neurologic condition, they need information and support. I want you to live your best life. I understand that things have a time and a place for information to reveal itself and for it to be meaningful. I am looking to accomplish with this interviewing important guests who can give you information to continue your journey, to find out the information you may not have been ready to hear months or years ago, but have an immediate need to know now. I want to keep this positive, so I'm going to wrap it up here today. I'm going to say First and foremost, I see you, the caregiver. I work with your loved one, but I also see what needs you have, and I want to be here to support you. If you'd like to see a transcript of this show, check out the show notes at listenforlifepodcast.com. You can download the show. You can follow some links I have there. While you're in the show notes, I want to bring your attention to a link for a guide I pulled together called Top Tips for Aphasia Communication and Self-Care. This guide is hopefully a unique perspective of how to improve your communication with your loved one in just 15 minutes. I don't take this bill of sale lightly, but I think the guide can give you a different perspective and perhaps help you look at communication with your loved one with aphasia in an objective way so that you can improve how you send and receive messages with your loved one. Please check it out and give me some feedback. I want to thank each of you for taking a chance on this brand new podcast. I have high hopes and expectations that I'm going to be able to deliver for you the information, the questions you need to ask, the professionals you need to know wherever you are on your rehabilitation journey to make it easier for you. If there's any questions or support that you need in the meantime, I am available to have an online consultation. You can get there through my website, dolifespeechpathology.com. There's several different links on there, how you can reach out to me directly. If you're a caregiver and need support or have a specific comment or piece of information that you need to know, email me. Let me know what you're needing and what you're looking for. So far, I have several episodes released of this podcast and many more that I'm set to edit today, so I expect these will be rolling out weekly for you. Thank you again for your time and attention, and I'm wishing you a fabulous day. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Listen for Life podcast. We hope you feel empowered and supported. Head over to listenforlifepodcast.com to see the show notes with links and information from today's episode. Do you have a topic, a resource to share, or a guest recommendation? Inquiring minds want to know. Let us know in the comments section. Wishing you a fabulous week.